0: hello internet my name is spammo man as always your host of drink to the past the only podcast where we once a whole bottle of coca-cola also share and subscribe and ring that bell to get notifications every friday when we go live and i am joined by co-host and or guests which is to say my of course regular co-host chris
1: hi i'm chris the entire thing on
0: that. and we have a tilted uh... gamer with us Hey, hey, hey! So this is Seamus. Uh, you can catch him over on a couple of places. You want to tell them where to find your stuff. Uh, you have your own blog as well as you just started writing for Two Guys Playing Zelda, right?
2: Yes, uh, just started for uh, TGpz Gaming, um, as a uh, writer, and I am on uh, Twitter at the Seamus, um, spelled S E U M A S, and on uh, YouTube, Seamus the Kilted Gamer.
0: Yeah, so definitely check him out um i've been i keep meaning to like check out your blog and stuff but instead i get distracted by beer or something so you'll have to forgive me uh, but i i think i read you you just posted uh, your first article on tgpz gaming so i think i read that which one i'm trying to remember what's come out on the site recently though so i'm like crap uh, it
2: was uh covering the the idea um that, that I would like to see a remake of the original NES Zelda. Yes,
0: that was it. Yeah, that was actually a fun read, so uh, definitely go check that out. And, uh, yeah, so uh, unfortunately, our good buddy Seamus will not be drinking, but uh, that's okay, because that just means that I have to take one for you. So, I got my official Route 66 yeah. shot glass here. It's got a gun in it and everything. Uh, my nice. I got this when I went down to Albuquerque one year for a bagpipe competition I, actually oddly enough didn't know did you run into, in Turkey, did they
1: <laughs> I do have a very specific question mm-hmm. did you run into any drunks in the
0: street um not at that time not while you were driving <laughs> I don't think I was driving I think my dad drove most of the time because uh, at that uh, time I was like in a youth pipe band I think I was driving age but I didn't get around to actually getting my driver's license until a couple of years later when we went to college and stuff um makes sense yeah so this one's for Seamus. Mm. <laughs> yummy Hmm. actually that's not as yummy as i thought it would be it's that's okay stuff It's <laughs> that george dickle i had on here a little while ago it's okay um i've been mostly mixing it so i forgot what it actually tasted like <laughs> and uh, my beer of the week is of all fucking things Coors, which is, I, I was actually just having a conversation with another guy about this, that Coors is obviously the biggest brewery here in Colorado, but, um, a lot of Colorado beerheads will not actually drink all that much Coors anymore, especially with just how many microbreweries are all coming out, um, Because I I actually looked it up, and in Denver, there are 111 Starbuckses and 158 microbreweries. So we have more microbreweries than we have Starbucks, which I just thought was fucking impressive. So – but anyways, so I got Coors Banquet here, which is uh, the beer that um, Johnny Lawrence drinks on Cobra Kai, which – so there's a popular culture reference for you. Hooray! Oh, I forgot to tweet that we were live. I think that means we have to drink, right?
1: I tweeted we were
0: live. Okay, Chris tweeted we were live. Now I'll Not, not that I have the
1: same followers that you do, but, Right.
0: Yeah. you know. Hey, follow Chris on Twitter. He posts when we're live when I forget to because I'm drinking.
1: All um, I do is post when we're live and occasional political rants. So, you
0: yeah, know. What Twitter left. is for, actually. Yeah, something like that. And my uh, Sean drinks something stupid this way. Why is my coaster stuck to the bottom of my mouth? I was like, this is going to fall and spill some shit. This is going to be bad. (laughs) I'm fixing that right now. Uh, So Sean drinks something stupid this week. Is a hot buttered rum, which I got wondering because my wife brought home a scented candle. And it says it smells like hot buttered rum. And I'm like, who the fuck puts butter in rum? And I looked it up. And apparently it's a somewhat popular sounds delicious yeah i'm like okay so it's uh basically uh butter rum uh it's basically grog with butter and and cinnamon <laughs> so i'm like all right so we got to drink it through the cinnamon stick like a straw i'm pretty sure that's how that works right <laughs> there's not a good cinnamon stick for that is it uh too open, oh, too open? Yeah, it's it's like you know how they kinda of fold here? Let me let me shove this cinnamon stick all up in there. It's got like a crack in there, it's like it just won't look quite seal. Oh, uh, it's not like that. Yeah. So salt, I'm just gonna yeah. drop it in and, and call it good. So Yeah. It's quite hot. <laughs> not terrible. Um I think next time I'll use a little less water. Um
1: Just yeah, add some uh noodles chicken in there. Have hot buttered rum soup.
0: Brilliant. Sounds disgusting. You're a genius and an idiot at the same time. That's, what, Thank that's you. why I keep you on the podcast. Anyways, uh, shall we get into the news and booze? And I'll actually start playing the game here. Uh, sure. I guess I'll be reading this off. So, yeah. um, Our game today is uh, one that I've been wanting to kind of start playing for a while, and it was on a crazy Steam sale. If you go on Steam right now, it's like three bucks for Tembo the Badass Elephant, which is one of the very few games that Game Freak has developed that is not Pokemon. So, I'm fucking excited for this wacky-ass shit. <laughs> Just see what... Game Freak had does when they're <laughs> let loose,
1: and it's published by Sega, which is, is. not the typical publisher of, of Game Freak. Uh, Game Freak games, yeah, yeah. So, so did, really
0: did you say Sega? Yes, yeah, Sega, Sega published this. It's developed by Game Freak. Uh, I thought
2: they went belly up a long time ago.
0: They just stopped making consoles. They're
1: they're not uh, doing great, but they they're still around.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean. They can survive just off of Sonic, I'm pretty sure, indefinitely, even if it's not good.
1: The Sonic fandom is dedicated enough.
0: Yeah. Even though they, they probably shouldn't any be. any game and bitch about it. Any, any. Hey, Sonic I Mania was good. Sonic Mania was good, but that's probably partially because some other non-Sega guy made it.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the Sonic fans made it. Which, uh... <laughs> He should be who's yeah. running it. Speaking of Sonic, the Last of Us series on HBO will star Bella Ramsey, Leona Mormont from Game of Thrones, and Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian from The Mandalorian. Yeah, also, so I, Sean thinks he was in Game of Thrones somewhere, too.
0: I think he was. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah. Was he the guy with the spear?
0: Maybe. Do you know. know, know. Because uh, I didn't I watch know. a ton of uh, Game of Thrones, I, which is weird, because I used to be the only person in the world who had the entire series on VHS tape.
1: Wow. I didn't know that was a thing.
0: It was. But, uh, yeah, they're, being, they're,
1: <laughs> they're starring as Ellie and Joel.
0: Yeah, so I think that's cool at least, because at least I do know Pedro Pascal from uh, The Mandalorian. Uh, so it, it'll be a little weird that I'll actually have to see him, you know, reveal his face more than... Once per season, but uh, it was pretty cool.
1: You know what the art style of this game reminds me of? Is uh, Shantae.
0: Shantae? Yeah. Hmm. I still haven't played any of those games because Limited Run got delayed, and so my. I got a Game Boy Color version of it coming, but uh, it's not here yet. I love how I'm just connecting peanuts. This is fucking great. Yeah, so any other thoughts on Pedro Pascal and whoever that other chick was? Mm.
1: James, if you, if you don't have any, I don't have any. Uh, um, not
2: much No. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: No. <laughs> yeah, well, if I'm not mistaken, the next piece of news and booze is also related to, uh... Sanic? Uh, yeah,
1: um...
0: The uh, doohickey here. Oh, so hold on. I can jump farther if I sprint first. I get it. There we go.
1: So Sonic, the Hedgehog movie sequel is officially titled Sonic the Hedgehog Two, just to be continued, and will release really April eighth, twenty twenty-two, exactly four twenty days from today. Must the uh, go through? Uh, unless we go through a monster Sonic debacle again.
0: Yeah, uh, that's uh, like, uh,
1: like mm, if they the get first, delayed so.
0: hilariously, then you know, it it might not be exactly 420 days. But I thought 420 was a hilarious enough number that it's like, okay, I gotta put that in because I there's this apparently there's a Sonic movie two countdown account on Twitter that uh, was just like, hey, it's gonna be 420 days. I was like, okay, I have to report on this now, don't I? so uh i like the first sonic movie enough i'll I'll definitely see the sequel um so what do you guys think about that and it's epic title sonic the hedgehog 2 i like how there was so much (laughs) speculation that there was gonna be some cool subtitle and then it's just it's just sonic 2 briefing
2: is uh the what Is Jim Carrey going to be in it again?
0: As far as I know, um, I'm not sure if they've announced that yet or not. Uh, But it would be pretty weird if they... I hope they contracted him for two movies when they got him. (laughs) Because otherwise, that would be ridiculously awkward to just be like, Hey, Sonic 2 has a different guy as Robotnik. And that's just going to be weird.
2: Yeah, I remember when the uh, the very first trailer for the first one came out. I was it was in Florida at the time and I was looking on my phone and I saw it on YouTube and I'm like, "What the what what's wrong with his eyes?" <laughs> and come to find out later on a lot of people complained about it and they changed it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so at least that happened cuz I almost wonder like how It would have been received because it was like a decent movie and so if that was like the only problem like what do you think people would have thought about it I don't know (coughs) you just watching me mash peanuts here
2: someone's camera's frozen it looks like
0: is your camera frozen chris chris are you there chris might have died that's unfortunate because he's the guy reading our news and booze oh no because oh. <laughs> I, I have the thing but it's behind tembo here so i guess i'll go into the next piece of news and booze while we wait for chris to figure out his shit uh So, uh, Playing With Power is announced. It's called Playing With Power, The Nintendo Story. It's a uh, five-part documentary series about Nintendo that will, quote, open up the world of video games and this legendary company in a way most people have never seen before, according to executive producer Sean Astin. Uh, So, I think that's kind of neat that uh, they're just making a documentary about you know nintendo video games i'm like that's kind of interesting and uh sean astin of all people to uh produce it is like kind of interesting as well he was the guy who played sam in the lord of the rings so uh i think that's just kind of a random like huh more geekery happening that's cool
2: uh, that ought to be interesting yeah
0: Man, Tembo takes a lot of damage. This is awkward. Oh, are you,
2: are you playing right now? Because I, I don't see it.
0: I am playing. It should be in the uh, Discord stream there if you're on there. Um, so, uh, uh, hopefully you can see that. I don't know. Boing. Uh, if not, I, I guess see you, you. can open up the YouTube. Uh, I'm still not sure what happened to Chris. Uh, I guess he's disconnected now. I wonder, wonder what the hell happened there uh hopefully he's not messaging me or anything because i can't read my messages while i'm streaming a game <laughs> Boing. this game is kind of interesting uh it's like weird combination of because i can't things. read messages while i'm streaming <laughs> Boing. why is my audio coming okay uh, I'm, like... I'm hearing my audio twice are you hearing that
2: yeah, yeah, I, I, um, of, I, didn't, I,
0: didn't I tuned in to the YouTube. <laughs> okay, okay, now is your YouTube oh, popping through? <laughs> hearing my audio twice. Are you hearing that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah that's, that's, that's awkward. Uh, if you can in, turn down your YouTube, you and turn the the YouTube, YouTube, off your mute or something.
2: Because it's going to be
0: doubling the crew. audio the whole time. Hold on. We apologize for our technical screw-up that's uh, if you can oh, turn hold on, out give, your give me Nobody says it's going to be double. Oh. It's getting <laughs> annoying. Actually. Oh. Apologies, everybody. Okay, okay. Seamus muted himself for the time being, so that's alleviated that at least for a moment. So you're a helper. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start drinking this beer. Oh. That is, I think this might be the lightest colored beer that I've had on the podcast um
2: okay yeah i see it now
0: okay that's good <laughs> yeah so
2: yeah yeah i apologize for all that technical difficulties have been solved everything's a-okay uh, yep. except chris is still m.i.a Yep,
0: that uh that that is awkward so wherever chris is i'm sure he's missing out on our amazing conversation uh so Next piece of news and booze is Crash 4 is coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series S and X on March 12th, uh, which is kind of cool for Crash fans. Um, I've never played a Crash game, so I'm not, like, that invested into it, Uh, but if I was to get it, I would probably get it on Switch, so the fact that the Switch version now has a release date is kind of cool. Um, So, I might check that out, I might not. Um, Have you played much Crash yourself, or...
2: I had, um, yeah, but it's been a long time since the uh, like the PS1 days. Um, I've actually the only one I played was the first one, and my uh, the only memories, clear memories I have of it, is the Indiana Jones moments <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> where you're being saved by the boulder, you're coming towards the camera. I, th- I thought that was cool as hell.
0: Yeah. Um, I've heard some people kind of talk about that and some people like it and some people don't, uh, it sounded okay. Um, I'm just not like huge, huge into platformers. So it's like, if I have a, like a noticeable game hole for a little while, I might check it out. Um, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad that at least it's going to find an audience on switch. I think it'll, I think it'll do pretty well on switch.
2: Yeah, I, I might even consider uh, getting it sometime in the future since mm-hmm. it's coming to switch. Yeah, and I, I guess right also right now,
0: along with this, uh, they've announced that if you bought the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One version, you will get a free upgrade to the next gen version. So I think that's kind of cool. At least that they're doing that. That's you because oh, wow. some some companies are doing that, and I think it's really cool that you know people that invest 60 bucks in your game and then you release a new version of it it's like oh, what's going on here I'm gonna die. oh i hit the button with the bowling ball hooray <laughs> i didn't totally i was sorry. like are you
2: being chased by a freaking bowling ball
0: <laughs> i thought i was i was like gonna i was like i gotta get out of the way before it kills me but instead it turns out that it was not that bad Alright. Ah, that's that's a bad thing. I thought it it looks like a power up. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I can Oh shit. Oh, elephant down. I died. Shit. Elephant I down. I died, I have to drink. Oh, and it looks I'll like extra lights from the peanut butter. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like Donkey Kong bananas. All right. Um next uh piece of news and booze pokemon cards are in mcdonald's happy meals for the 25th anniversary of the series of pokemon uh, so that's why we're streaming Tembo is because of Pokemon's 25th anniversary. Cause go game for, <laughs> No, that's not why. Actually it's because it was on steam sale and I was like doing it. I'm paying three bucks for this wacky ass thing. Uh, but, uh, they can include apparently some rare holographic cards. I guess there's 25 holographic cards in the set or something. And scalpers are apparently buying up crap loads of happy meals or even, uh, some of them have intercepted delivery boxes and, like, bought the whole case from stores and stuff before it even actually gets out to the public. And apparently one man posted on Twitter he was upset when he ordered 27 Happy Meals and he got all Battleship toys because they were out of the Pokemon cards, so they just put them in. And, you know, McDonald's employees, having been one, I can tell you that... They don't know why you're ordering a shitload of Happy Meals. They're just like, whatever, here's your Happy Meals. And then I guess this guy was all butthurt or something. I I didn't get the full story, but I thought it was hubris at least that this guy, like, tries to buy 27 Happy Meals to scalp fucking Pokemon cards. And then he's pissed off that it's Battleship toys. I'm like, you know what? Eat a dick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I just don't even care that you didn't get what you wanted uh so i think this is just fucking ridiculous that you know people would go to the excessive lengths that they're going to to scalp pokemon cards That are, and also i worked at mcdonald's during a time when pokemon cards were like one of the happy meal toys and they don't make they're not good I collect Pokemon cards myself still and the Pokemon cards that they put in Happy Meals are not good. Like, you can play them. They're they're like, okay, but it's like they're there for the sake of kids getting into Pokemon card collecting. They They are not there for any competitive reason or anything like that. They're... And so, like, just looking at this whole situation, I'm just like... What the fuck are you guys doing you stupid idiots? <laughs>
2: Ow. So they're they're uh they're not real collectibles. I mean then. they're just mere
0: technically I mean you can collect anything, you know, I'm sure there are collectors out there that legitimately want the sets, but oh uh, yeah, like, yeah true. Yeah. You know, it's just a weird fucking thing to You know go out of your way to scalp them to these collectors when these collectors probably know how the idea works of you know because this is not the first time by far that they've done pokemon cards and happy meals so i feel like the collectors have a pretty good idea of how to come into mcdonald's stores and get what they need for the few real collectors out there and for everybody else who's just scalping it you're you're just being a dick and taking joy away from children Fuck you.
2: <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Yep. Yep.
0: Damn. All right. I am actually kind of digging the art style in this game, like uh Chris was talking about here. This is this is pretty cool looking.
2: Not a bad little game, it looks like.
0: Yeah. It's actually pretty fun so far. Um I guess I'm, you know, trying what's, to
2: what's the point behind it? Like Story. Uh, what, what's it about?
0: Uh, the story seems to be that uh, I'm not totally sure because I didn't read all the cutscenes, but I guess I'm saving all these people because uh, they needed a you know a new commando in to help them out. Hey, there's Chris back again. Hooray! <laughs> in theory, is he there?
2: It looks like it, but uh, I all don't. Right. S- See him, yep.
0: Those last peanuts, I'm awesome. Yeah, I don't hear him, so. Okay, can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. There's Chris. Hooray, yeah. he's returned. Uh. Yeah,
1: I uh had some pretty severe internet issues.
0: Apparently. I apparently Suddenly. should not have hit the. Oh, I get it. It's a time bomb, so I hit it and it blows up. Okay, there we go. I got it now. Sweet. Yeah. Alright, so Chris, we went through a few pieces of news and booze while we were waiting for you, so uh, what do you think about asshats scalping Pokemon cards?
1: Uh,
0: they're intercepting deliveries. Yeah, uh, I guess they in some cases have like uh, gone out of their way to intercept deliveries, so in some cases they're like buying up a whole case from the uh McDonald's store before they even get to the store shelves. Or the not store shelves, but you know, before they're even technically available uh, to you know, the target recipients, which is people who collect happy meal toys and or, you know, fucking kids.
1: <laughs> I didn't
0: now you're all breaking up there, Chris. Did you break the internet know. again? This is not time to uh, break the internet. <laughs> you hear me? A little bit, Yeah, you're, you're still breaking up.
1: It's coming in and out.
0: Eleven down. I have to drink again. Chug that peanut butter like a mouse. <laughs> are you still there chris might have gone away again all right well i suppose we'll get into our next piece of news and booze and chris can catch up um so apparently there was a golden eye remake of the original n64 golden eye that we all know and love i'm sure Um, there was a remake in the works, apparently, for Xbox 360. Uh, the close-to-finished version of that game has now leaked online, so you can go check it out and probably play it on PC somehow. I'm sure, you know, that's what hackers make happen. Um, there are conflicting reports as to why it was cancelled, but it sounds like it somehow had something to do with all the licensing involved, because partially this was a license, you know, for play on Nintendo consoles. Obviously, it was developed by Rare, who was later bought by Microsoft, which is probably why it was coming to 360. A lot of the Rare properties from that generation came over. Obviously, they remade Banjo-Kazooie and uh, Conquer and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, um, I'm not surprised that this was in the works at some point, but apparently, there's a lot of things like uh, the... um, composer and things and i guess all of the actors whose likenesses were used would have had to be reached out to and you know secure the rights for using the likeness of the actors as well as the movie production company because it was technically you know based off of a movie license uh for the james bond film so I, i just thought this was really interesting that this thing was in production like in general um and then uh i'm you know interested to see that it has you know surfaced in some form that people can now check out this you know piece of kind of forgotten history because it you know obviously we'll never see the actual light of day but
2: uh that's sad too because i loved playing that game
0: oh wow yeah and i totally (laughs) would have like bought that up for you know uh not HD HD remaster, but, uh, you know, Xbox 360, like that generation specifically, I would have like been all over that. Cause me and my brothers played GoldenEye all the time back on N64. And at that time in the 360 generation, we were still playing, you know, a ton of Halo and all that sort of stuff. So if this came out right then, uh, I feel like there's a lot of people who would have totally just eaten it up, uh, <laughs> yeah. myself. Played, so,
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. I still have a 362. Nice. I haven't played it in a while, but.
0: Yeah, I got yeah. mine. I have streamed a couple of things on it. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, this has an HDMI port, even though I didn't actually use that back in the day, because that was before you know, anybody had an HDTV. So I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> um, so yep. I've, I streamed Sonic 06, actually, a little while ago, and uh, something else. But now I'm having issues with my uh, capture card, and uh, uh cause it, it's it's just not a good capture card. So I, uh, have what, uh, what capture
2: yet. card do you have?
0: Uh, I don't know. You know, it's some weird cheap thing. I don't even <laughs> know the brand. It's it's just like, oh, you know, I wanted to kind of get into that sort of thing just to see, uh, you know, when I was, especially when we were. You know starting the video versions of the podcast i'm like let's put a little gameplay or something to go with it uh so i just got in as cheap as i could basically uh and it gets the job done but it's got like uh like one second input lag on from or or latency from the time that you push the button to see it on screen and like the console is still obviously registering it at the same rate but you don't see it on screen until like a second later so it uh kind of kind of sucks for that um, which I kind of circumvented that by getting a HDMI splitter and uh, working it that way and um, unfortunately the my TV was having difficulty with the splitter for some reason because I was being able to pump it in through the splitter to my capture card and see it on my PC but uh, not the Not the... The TV couldn't see it for some reason. Okay, I gotta punch this dude in the ass. Got it. (laughs) This is awesome. Fuck yes. Alright. Badass elephant. This is the most badass, badass elephant game I have ever played. (laughs) I fucking am (laughs) just... This game is exactly as ridiculous as I hoped it would be. It's just... You're an elephant and you're just blowing shit up and killing bad guys. (laughs) Mission <laughs> accomplished. Hell yeah! <laughs> all right, getting records and shit too. I feel like with as many, like, there's a couple of little collectibles in the stages as well, so it might have a okay replay value once I'm all done with it. I don't know how long this game is, but you know that's pretty fun. All right. Well, anyways, that's all of our news and booze. So I guess we'll get into the video game topic, um, and I have literally no idea what's happening with Chris. So, uh, yeah, I get—I don't know if he messaged us on Discord or what. Um, I can check that real quick. The stream is gonna look real funny for a minute. Uh, nope, he just says he'll right. be five to ten minutes late. Okay, so yeah. Not really sure what's going on on that, but uh, we'll get into our video game topic while we're waiting for him. Uh, Video game topic for the week is camera angles and control systems over the years, how they've changed, why they've changed, and what works and what doesn't. Uh, Because when I invited Seamus on, uh, he was talking about uh, Resident Evil, and I was like, I was actually recently thinking of uh, trying out uh, or uh, bringing up a topic of various camera angle control schemes and uh just how camera angles work in general um in different video games and resident evil is one i know um that uh has done different than is standard today uh because uh, it it came up also because a lot of people are comparing the medium which is a game i've been playing recently to uh what the hell <laughs> <laughs> I can swing on <laughs> my trunk apparently. That's hilarious. Um, sorry. Um, but yeah, uh a lot of people are comparing the camera angles in the medium to the camera angles in um, uh Resident Evil. It's got that sort of similar style where it's kind of um, uh like kind of a static camera. Uh and then you know it kind of changes when you get to the next room and and that kind of thing um which uh
2: yeah like fixed
0: yeah um which for that style of game sort of works um i wasn't crazy about it in the medium um i've also never played a resident evil game unfortunately so i can't tell you much about that but uh oh wow yeah i i downloaded the first one because it's on game pass now um so i'm hopefully going to get back in or I'm hopefully going to get into that for the first time <clears throat> here soon but so far have not got around to it um but yeah uh for the medium I think it kind of works in but sometimes it's just like kind of weird um cuz you know when you're like just kind of exploring around the world doing your detective shit trying to figure out cuz basically the story is you're kind of in this haunted ass hotel thing and you're trying to you know figure out what all happened there and i guess there was a massacre and stuff and so you're doing all sorts of detective work kind of you know trying to figure out the mystery of what all's going on you know what all went down however many years ago there's a allegedly one living guy still in the mansion or the it's not a mansion i keep thinking of it like in terms of luigi's mansion (laughs) like you know so but because it's it's kind of like an m-rated luigi's mansion (laughs) a little bit Ah. just exploring this kind of thing and it's full of ghosts and shit but you know (laughs) it's creepier and scarier and there's a lot of blood so um yeah but uh then you get to other parts of the game um and sometimes the camera angles really don't help like there's you know, there's this part where you're like running from a monster and that part was ridiculously annoying because of the camera angles. Um,
2: oh yeah. Some, I haven't played the game, but, but uh, I understand how camera angles can be difficult, can make gameplay difficult and very annoying. Sometimes even to the extent where you don't even freaking want to play it.
0: Yeah. Um, and that was among the problems I had with the medium. I, I'm um, like, overall i like the game okay so far but i'm like i i kind of stopped for a minute i might come back to it later because i got to a point also where it's like because a lot of the gameplay is just sort of slow anyways but but that's you know just back to the camera angles for the for the monster fight it or it's not even a fight because you know you don't have any guns or nothing you just got to run and not get killed and the monster fucking one shots you and most of the time, I feel like you're fighting the camera rather than actually running for the monster. It's just, like, such fucked up camera angles sometimes, and if you can't see exactly where you're supposed to go next. If you take, like, just slightly too much of a turn in one direction or another, then you'll just get stuck up on a wall or something. And then the monster one-shots you, and it's it's just no fun, so that's a major downside to this kind of camera angle. And I don't know, uh, resident evil, I feel like is generally higher praised than this game. So, uh, as somebody who's played that, uh, is that much of an issue or any of an issue at all in resident evil?
2: It can be, um, you know, like there, it's, it's mainly the camera angle is mainly fixed. Um, it's wasn't, it's not as nearly as bad as it was on the first the very first one as i recall <clears throat> but you go into you go into like certain rooms big rooms and the camera will be like to your left you know it'll be like someone's looking at you from uh, outside of a window and you know you go by and then you turn another direction you're still in in the same room but uh, it'll it'll focus more on you or depending on where you go the camera angle will like shift slightly to a different position. Hmm. One thing I do not like about the camera angles in, in the Resident Evil games is you really have no you don't have any control over it. It's mm-hmm. you know you you play you play what you see, you know, you take what you get basically. Mm-hmm. Um and especially with when you're when you're fighting monsters or, or bosses and you're trying to go uh, go around a corner to dodge them. It can be difficult, Mm -hmm. especially with the, with the controls, but, you know, if you like the game enough, you'll, um, you'll get used to it.
0: (laughs) You'll, you'll learn. It's one of those things that you can forgive if you really like the game, right? It's not like a game breaking kind of a, kind of a problem.
2: No, no, no. Other, otherwise I would have stopped playing that game long, long time ago.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah it's good to hear then. Um, cause I'm not sure if it'll be game breaking by the end of the medium or not, but so far it's, it's like, it's coming close. Cause like some of those running from the monster segments are just far more annoying than they're worth to get through. I feel like, um, so I'm not a fan of the way that they've handled it in that game. Uh, so, but obviously resident evil, I feel like has a lot of other different things going for it than, uh this game does because resident evil is also you know some amount of action and you know actually fighting the zombies at all uh instead of the medium where you literally have no guns or anything you're just kind of like there and you've got like some psychic powers but they're limited and in some situations like it, it, it kind of shifts between, like, you're in the spirit world for part of it so you can see all the ghosts and stuff, and you're in the real world for part of it so you can't see them, but you can affect it. But then it turns out the monster can go between both worlds, and when you're not in the spirit world, you can't use your powers at all. So at that point, it's like, it just one-shots you. You're fucked if you get touched. And that's, I, I feel like oh. it's just kind of a lame oh. design. I'm just like, why can't I, like... Even have this, like, because it's it's a very limited, like, bonus that you can, you know, use at all when you can use it. And then half of the time, they just take it away. It's like, why did you even bother giving it to me? You know, it's, it's a very weird design choice, I think.
2: So, so can you not control the camera at all? I mean, is it like no, fixed or? No,
0: camera control. It's all fixed. So it, it, but it, you know, depending on the situation and what you're actually doing, it will change. Uh, you know, if you get to a different part of the room, depending on how the room is set up, it'll, it'll change. So it's not a hundred percent static, but it, it is uncontrollable. Uh, And it's not like, I remember, you know, there was a a certain generation in gaming where, like, this was the norm, and then sometimes the camera angles would just be so shitty that it was basically unplayable anyways. And it's not that bad. Most of the camera angles are at least good enough that you can, you know, tell what you're doing and Mm. all that. It's not, like, unplayable at any point because of the camera angles. Ah, elephant down. got a drink.
2: I would like to uh, point out, though, in in regards to the uh, fixed camera angles, especially when you're playing games like Resident Evil, and I, I assume the medium, mm-hmm. is that as bad as fixed position uh, can be, it does increase uh, the the intensity of, of the game. Like being as how it's a it's a horror game. You know, when when you uh, run down a hall and you're you're looking at yourself running down the hall it's like someone's looking at you you know it's, it has that horror creepy feel to it and that, that can that can make the game more intriguing
0: yeah but because uh, cannot... uh, there are times when the medium does that well because like actually the first time the monster is running at you at dina has that crash bandicoot indiana jones thing where the monster's uh. chasing after you and i thought that in that moment when I first saw it, that that was really, really awesome. Cause it's like, oh my God, I'm getting chased by the monster. And the, you know, you could really see the monster coming at you and all that. And then, you know, then I had to retry that, you know, slightly too many times for it to really be as fun anymore because of the other problems that came with the camera angles after that. Mm. But at least for the moment, that was a very cool, like, it, it, it made for a very cinematic kind of experience in that moment, at least. So, it does definitely have its benefits from time mm. to time. And I think the the focus, the way that they uh, focus the camera on particular areas in the game, it, it kind of works for the detective work that you're doing along the way as well in certain areas. So, it's it's... But it's a, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword in this game, at least. So, mm. a little bit
2: I may actually give that game a try.
0: Yeah, if you've got Xbox Game Pass, <laughs> then it's uh, free on there. Um, so it's worth a go, oh, well, worth a go um, at least.
2: Is it not available on the Switch?
0: Um, not on Switch. It's uh, Microsoft exclusive. So I think it's ah, on okay. Xbox, and I think it's also on PC. Um, but not Switch. Unfortunately, everything's better on Switch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Except RPG Maker. Um, although although that's that's a whole nother
0: topic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, that was a... I thought that was a good guy that I was going to rescue and it turned out to be a bad guy. I had to kill him. Oh, well. (laughs) I love these, like, cannon things. It really kind of gives almost a little bit of a Donkey Kong vibe. I'm digging this game so far. It's hilarious. Ah, there's a fire there. Don't walk in the fire. Die, bastard tank! Boom.
2: Cool. I like how it how it shows the boof boof when you run over things or whatever like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, kind of kind of has that like '50s Batman <laughs> vibe to it. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, all the sound effects just putting on here, the splash and all that. Ba-da-da. <laughs> yeah. So, I would apparently recommend this game as well. It's pretty cool. Um yeah, uh going back to camera angles again. Um there's some games that I think just really uh didn't make good use of camera angles in other contexts as well. Um like Mario 64. Uh which was, I was just thinking that. Yeah, as an oddly I, I always feel like it's very odd that there's as much praise for Mario 64 as there is uh because of how badly i think it implemented camera control uh you know which i i part of my problem is that i have like basically no nostalgia for it like i played it a little bit when i rented it and at a buddy's house and that was all i really played it as a kid so it's i think easier to be critical of it uh now you know And I think it's easier for a person with no nostalgia to be critical of it in general. Uh, Mm. So, I kind of, like, almost wish I had that nostalgia so I could see it the way that other people do. But every time I've tried Mario 64, I'm just like, you know, it's like, whatever. It's, the camera angles suck and they do basically nothing to combat that. You know, the camera (laughs) does technically have a little bit of a control, but it... You know, it, it doesn't feel Not much. even close to as fluid as Ocarina of Time. I feel like Ocarina of Time took everything that was shit about Mario 64 and fixed it. And, and like, I don't understand why Mario 64 has the hype it does because of that. You know?
2: Well, that, that game... It could be they they were, like, experimenting with camera controls, you know, because you you had limited control over over the camera, but, you know, only so much, which got very annoying, yes.
0: Yeah. Well, I fell in a hole. But, um... I wasn't sure how to get out of that area. Yeah, that's true. Like, (laughs) to an extent, it's like it did have a controllable camera, which was interesting for the time and, you know, for how it worked, like, it doesn't seem like it was such a terrible thing, but I don't know. It's, it's so hard to like, see something that came out, you know, 25 years ago now and be like, trying. Oh shit. <laughs> 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 I tried to hit my melee. Yep. Me <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So.
2: so when was your first time with, playing that game uh mario
0: 64 um like i said i played it a tiny bit as a kid um Uh, just with a buddy and then like later i tried it on an emulator like a few years ago i don't remember exactly when but um yeah then my first real deep, deep dive was with the new release of uh, um, 3D All-Stars, which I think, like, even in the newest, fanciest Switch port, it's, like, it's still just riddled with these camera problems. I think I would have liked them to at least address the camera and just, like, I feel like giving it a more modern camera feel like they did in the Xbox 360 Banjo-Kazooie remake... I think that would have gone a long long way into making this game just more playable cuz as it is like it's hard to even want to play this game for me personally. I just like I forced myself to go through a few levels just to see like keep telling myself, "Oh yeah, it'll get better. It'll it'll be fine. Everybody loves this game," but I just <laughs> I just can't see it. <laughs> can't get into it. Yeah. I'm like I'm trying, guys. So <laughs> Um, but that's an interesting thing that I kind of thought would be interesting to talk about, uh, is over the years how camera controls have developed and changed, uh, because obviously, like, what Mario 64 did was almost more akin to what we have now, where you actually have left and right control, and, uh, zoom and stuff occasionally, uh, but Ocarina of Time had actually... A much more limited amount of control but i feel like it worked a million times better because literally the camera would automatically move itself and the only thing mm-hmm. you could do is push that z button to recenter it on you and you could hold that z button yep. to hold it and strafe and i, yep, I think yeah. yep. it's weird that the thing that's closer to modern gaming was the you know was not as good as Uh, something else that that seems like you know you had lesser control over the camera so shouldn't that be the lesser option but i feel like it worked (laughs) so much better and i feel like i'm not the only person that will say this i feel like most people if you ask them what had better camera controls ocarina of time or mario 64 i could be wrong but i think a large number of people would say that it was uh um ocarina of time
2: oh and i i agree i mean like like you said the camera you know pretty much follows you it's automatic and in order to to straighten things up hit that z button that's that's very easy it makes it ergonomically efficient for for the gamer whereas in mario 64 you know you had some control over it you know move the joystick or hit the c buttons to to move it but it had its limitations you know couldn't really center it but uh, yeah Mm -hmm. ocarina of time camera angles far better
0: yeah and i think maybe part of it has to do with the play style because obviously mario 64 is a platformer i think the you know the camera angles maybe just come to light a little bit more because I wish I could change it all the time because it would be convenient to be able to see this platforming puzzle from a different angle all the time. And in Ocarina of time, there was like a little bit of platforming and other kinds of puzzles. Uh, also, I think the first person camera that they added in Ocarina of time really went a long way as well. Cause you didn't really have that in Mario 64 to the extent, was there a first person camera in that game? I don't remember.
2: No. Um, You could zoom up real close, right behind Mario, or... Yeah, so it was like,
0: you could kind of do the same thing with that real close zoom in, but it wasn't wasn't quite as fluid, and it didn't control as well as it did in Ocarina of Time.
2: No, uh uh-uh.
0: Yeah. Oh, shit. Fuck. Damn it. (laughs) This level's just full of tricky levels to fall in. Elf and down, bottoms up. Yep. I'll drink to that, yeah. So if you're drinking along at home, then go ahead and chug. Because I'm dying a lot suddenly. <laughs> um, So do you think the style of game, because we've kind of talked about a few totally different styles of game, you know, because obviously Resident Evil has a totally different style of game and a totally different style of camera to Ocarina of Time or Mario 64. And the same is true in, you know, every single direction that you could take it from those particular games none of them is really like the other in a lot of ways uh you know so i the fact that we're talking about totally different camera angles i feel like is kind of strange because they're different types of games so of course they you know it almost seems natural to take the camera angles and different you know design choices uh based on the different types of games there are Uh, so... Go ahead. Um, so I was just gonna wonder if, like, if Mario 64 had Ocarina of Time's camera control system, like, literally, would it have actually fixed Mario 64 and made it a better game? Or is there more to it than that? Because, obviously, it worked for, um monitoring of time but I don't know if it would have worked for Mario 64 or not because they're just so such totally different games but maybe it would have I think it would have helped because I think it was better did you disappear now too (coughs) are you there yeah, yeah.
2: Um, you, uh, your camera cut out. Oh, that's odd. I wonder. Why and now I just see a uh, Link.
0: Oh yeah, that's my Discord profile picture there, so I see that too. Although I'm not sure why the camera just decided to cut out. So I was, yeah, the whole thing changed on the stream. So I was like, wait, did you disconnect? Is everybody disconnecting from me? What's going on? Everybody's trying to leave me. <laughs> Nobody likes me. I'm gonna have to drink to myself. <laughs> Okay, so now that I've fixed that, yeah, we're just having every kind of technical issue we possibly can all at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, shit! I thought I. But. Uh,
2: oh, wow. but uh, back to back to the issue. I think if Mario sixty four had Ocarina of Time's camera controls, that game would be far more fun now mm. now granted granted i still love mario 64 and i'll freaking play that game when i'm 80 years old uh-huh. but but the camera controls would be a lot better mm. and it would make it a lot easier yeah if it had ocarina of time a frame yeah
0: that's kind of what i think because i'm like looking at it i think just making it better in any way would just go a long way to making that game more playable and more enjoyable, at least for me. Uh, So, um, like, I, I get that most people don't really care all that much, I feel like, compared to what I think about it. And, you know, that's fine. Everybody can have their own opinion. So I'm not, like, totally decrying everybody for, you know, liking this game that I'm just not very enthralled by. But uh, I think the the camera controls, particularly, are something that could go a long way to you know spiffing it up a little bit. Um,
2: and that, that's one important factor when developing a game. You know, having having rudimentary experience in game development, I I, I think it is imperative to to test it out first. And mm-hmm. you know, one thing I think that uh, one reason I think that camera angles and things like that have evolved over the years is getting the opinions of game testers, getting their feedback. We know saying yeah. what works, what, what doesn't work. So yeah, and as well I think as that, even
0: just uh, gamers sometimes, you know, cause a lot of games, I think back in like the early 3d era, you know, of the original PS one and 64, uh, you know, I think, at that time people were very vocal about which games had good camera angles and which ones didn't because there was a lot more games kind of in that generation that just had uh, static cameras where you couldn't control anything. And you know, it would just, the camera is what you get that, that, you know, that's, that's it. So um, mm-hmm. I think just, you know, gamers as well kind of might've influenced that because, you know, that was a big issue back in the day, sure. I think, Because I remember, like, some games I really, really liked. But I would say, oh, man, this would be great if the camera angles didn't totally suck. Because, you know, in some levels of some games, it, like, ruined the experience. Um, I remember a particular one was the uh, Lord of the Rings movie tie-in games, which were kind of cheesy in retrospect. But at the time, it was just, like, super awesome to be, like, playing these movies basically, that I just, like, even, even, actually, some of them came out, I think the Two Towers and the Return of the King ones came out before, uh, the movies did. Ah, shit, elephant Damn. Uh, so it was cool, because you could play through the game and get, like, not the whole story, but you'd get, like, the highlights of the story, and actually, they, licensed actual movie movie scenes from new line so there was actually like movie clips in the game and at the time it was just super blowing. and the games themselves were fine they weren't like incredible but they were a, it was like an okay hack and slash action rpg it was like nothing wrong with that and they were co-op multiplayer which me and my brothers really just loved anything that had co-op multiplayer back in the day so we'd, we'd spend just a ton of time going through all the levels with that and you know, going back on hard mode and collecting all the best loot and shit like that. So, but yeah. there were particular levels well, that we just dreaded when we were get to this level because it's like, oh, the the camera angles in this one are terrible. Like, almost make it unplayable.
2: I haven't played any of the Lord of Ring Lord of the Rings games, so I I wouldn't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. It might just be one of those things that only me and my brothers will ever experience, because I feel like not a lot of people played any of them anyways. I get a fair amount of people I talk to have, like, played the Game Boy Advance version, which actually was our favorite version, ironically, even though it, you know, it didn't have, like, the actual movie scenes or anything like that. But it was, like, I feel like as a game, it was the best version of it. levels are kind of starting to ramp up the difficulty here i think i'm gonna run out of lives soon Oh fuck fuck you oh god i can't get through <laughs> bye <laughs> so yeah was there any game that really just kind of screwed you on camera angles and you would have loved it if it wasn't for just the terrible camera angles or any level in any game that really just got to you
2: uh, I, I I can't say that that any game has been ruined by mere camera angles alone. Mm-hmm. Um but I'd say the greatest difficulty with camera angles would be Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, when when you're trying to, to fight it, when you're trying to run away from from one of those rabid dogs or, or zombies or you know whatever you're trying to run around a corner or you know you just like I I don't know I like to control the camera <laughs>
0: right yeah and
2: so it it makes it difficult yeah you
0: know? especially coming from a modern perspective too because I feel like at the time it was like. You know just one of those things that you accepted and just kind of knew was going to be an issue going into games uh like those lord of the rings games it was like it didn't ruin the experience by any means but you know there was just levels that were ridiculously annoying because of the mechanics of it so uh but nowadays it's like pretty much every game just uses you know this twin stick control Uh, and and just makes it work better there we go I figured out how to hit this guy don't hit the bombs hit the tennis balls why does this tank shoot tennis balls what a fucking idiot (laughs) 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 all right I got the tank I'm so cool I'm the badassest elephant in the world All right. Um, anything else to say on the topic of camera angles in general?
2: Uh, yes, actually. Um, I, I will give credit to camera angles in Resident Evil Four because they they pretty much follow Ocarina of Time's style. Mm-hmm. You know, the camera angle follows you. It's it's in third person. Okay. And okay. It, it follows you. So I really love the camera angles in that game. Um, it makes it. Oh, a whole lot easier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Easy, so uh, you still really can't control them, control them, but it's not annoying, like uh, like some other Resident Evil titles.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll get you back on and we'll talk about Resident Evil once I play because I got it downloaded on my Xbox, but I haven't gotten into uh. actually playing it yet now that i'm like kind of taking a break from the medium at least maybe i'll have a maybe i'll have a chance (laughs) so yeah um all right um well if that's that um i guess i didn't actually choose a tabletop topic i was going to talk to chris about it but now he's disappeared and apparently cannot reconnect for some reason so um would you like to bring up a topic about tabletops, or uh, I guess we could do a second video game topic if that's more your thing, or or we could just call it. I'm not sure. This is a this has been a weird podcast night, so I have no idea what to do now. <laughs> my plans have all fallen through, and we've had all the technical difficulties. But I'll drink to it anyway.
2: Okay. Mm. Um, As far as tabletop, I haven't played um, any tabletops in a long time. Um, D&D was the last one I played. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm given to understand that there's a 5th edition. Uh, I know nothing about that.
0: Yeah, 5th edition is now the popular one. Um, I started a fair while ago. I started when 3rd edition was the the bee's knees, as all the kids are saying these days. That's what the kids say these days, right? Bee's (laughs) knees. Okay, okay. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know what the kids say. <laughs>
2: um,
0: but yeah, 5th uh, edition I like pretty well. And actually, if you're interested in getting into it, I think 5th edition would be a very good starting point. Because uh, it's it's not as steep a learning curve as some past editions. It's I feel like it's friendlier to just kind of pick up and understand uh part of the key to getting into tabletops i feel like is getting a good group though uh so unfortunately if you don't have like a good group that's willing to you know sit down and and play this thing semi-consistently it's still could be really painful to get into but um fifth edition is is one of the best editions to get into for a new tabletop player i'll say that um I think there might be a couple of different. I, I kind of wish Chris was here on that topic actually, because uh, Chris uh, plays all sorts of like weird tabletop games. Uh, just buys tabletop books and will just read them as as like just for fun, uh, which is uh, something I always have enjoyed about talking to him about. Because uh, he he just plays so many different weird kinds of tabletops, um, that I'm just like, alright, I I don't think this was how, I think this was a puzzle, and I think I fucked it up. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, I'm sure he could, like, tell us about some indie tabletop that I've like, never even heard about that, uh, would be even better for new players, but, uh, even among, even, even he would, I think, say, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he's said this in the past, that 5th edition is a pretty good starting point uh, intro into tabletops that's not too over the top for a lot of people. So, Okay. Yeah. If you're interested, yeah. maybe, you know, if you can find a good group, then maybe give it a go one of these days.
2: Yeah, that that's one thing um, about, about um, like, D&D campaigns is that, you know, you have to find a good, committed group, you know. um every, Of course, you know, people have their own lives, their, their own yeah. responsibilities and, and things like that.
0: Schedule so it, it can be hard. If, you know, even with some of the most consistent groups, every now and then you'll just like, you know, it'll be like three weeks in a row, somebody will have some shit come up in their life or something. So it's it can be difficult for that reason at least. But um, it's uh, – I think it's worth it, uh, you know, if, if you can get it. it, you know, if, it really depends on, you know, a lot of other factors as well, but I, I really get a kick out of these kind of things. So yeah. that was apparently our tape. Oh, wait, hold on. That thing opened. I can get this giant ass peanut for a buttload of peanuts, which is good because I fell in so many fucking holes. <laughs> <laughs> For the people listening to the audio version of the podcast, uh, check us out on YouTube and you'll have any idea what I'm talking about with the fucking holes and the... uh, peanuts. (laughs) Uh, Every Friday we have some sort of weird exclusive gameplay from something, which uh, this week is Tembo the Badass Elephant, as we said earlier. So, Yeah. This is a... just a weird, jolly enough game that I would... I would recommend it. It's... I'm I'm actually having a blast with this. It's it's just the right kind of weird. I think it's it's pretty fun, and the the platforming isn't like stupidly intense, uh, which I was maybe a little afraid of. It's good balance between action and platforming. Ah, spiky dude. Forgot about him. Gotcha. Um, yeah. All right. Um.
2: So are, you're you're playing it on Steam. Um, are you using? It- Controller or
0: I am using a controller. Like, uh, that's just my preferred way to game in general. I don't like mouse and keyboard as well, so I'll use it if I have to. In either. certain cases, either. I think it it works a lot better, uh, especially like if a game is like supports controller but clearly is not made for controller. Like uh, Left for Dead, I remember it was like that back in the day, uh, where I got the Xbox mm. port and it was just not very well suited to a controller and then i played it on pc later and i was like actually this works surprisingly well and which is weird because most of the time shooters i think work way better with controllers and i don't understand why everybody likes mouse and keyboard with them but uh in the case of at least left for dead i thought that it was uh the opposite i thought it worked just which might have just been partly you know on the development side like you know if the developers are gonna Make a game for PC and customize it around that. I can see that just being an issue when you want to port it f- to, you know, a, a console. Oh, I did exactly the same fucking thing, and I got crushed by that shit. Damn it! <laughs> I have to
2: drink, oh, drink. You know, you got to do now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. to <laughs> drink every time
0: you die. That's that's the rules here. So. Yeah. I am just not very impressed by this Coors Banquet. Um, Johnny Lawrence, or uh, the, the writers of Cobra Kai, if you're listening, tell Johnny that this is far from the most badass beer in the world. <laughs> there's a lot of better shit out there. This is light as hell. It's There's just not a ton of flavor in it. It's like I remember the last time I had this, and I thought, this is better than regular Coors. But I haven't had regular Coors or this in so long that I'm just like, this is technically beer, but that's literally all I can say about it. <laughs> it's like slightly malty water. That, <laughs> they, they talk about all that Rocky Mountain water, which is, which is great. We have good water here in Colorado, but... If that's like 80% of the beer, 90% of the beer, then then you got an issue there. So, I'm gonna, you know, We rate our beer on a scale of 3 to 17 here on um, Drink to the Past, and I am going to give this beer a, a 4. I don't think it's the worst beer I've had on the podcast, but it's, it's close. <clears throat> Curse you, Cobra Kai, for being so great and making me buy your choice. <laughs> But on the plus side, that show is like ridiculously awesome. I don't know if you've watched it.
2: I have not. Right. I have not. I I was told that uh, that it was good, that I should watch it. But um, I just haven't gotten around to it. I've been been working on my videos and you know playing the games on the side and doing writing.
0: That's fair. I didn't get around to I it actually, for a while, partially because it started as a YouTube Red series, and and that that was. Uh, that was a foolish decision on, on their part, but now it's all on Netflix because I guess they've signed a new contract, and the, the season three is exclusive to Netflix. was never on YouTube Red, as far as I know, so that's cool. And uh, all three seasons, I'm just like, totally awesome. Brings back a lot of nostalgia for me as a Karate Kid fan from back in the day, but uh, I, I also don't think you need to be like... hardcore fan i think they give you enough information in the show that even if you've never watched a karate kid movie i feel like you could still just get into this and they'll they'll give you the important information from the show so it's not like like i think it's better if you watched the karate kid movies but i don't think it's necessary so if that's your only issue then definitely check out this show because it's legitimately one of the most well-constructed shows i've ever watched it's like there's you know, really well-written drama. It's funny. And, and a lot of times I don't think those balance. I think in modern cinematography, I feel like when you try to combine them too hard, a lot of times it's just like, come on, stop being serious. Be funny for a little while or, or the opposite. It's just like, I can't take any of the drama seriously because this is so wacky. Right. But Cobra Kai strikes like the perfect balance of it's like it's got its over the top crazy ass karate fights it's got its funny moments and it's got its really you know down home sweet drama and I'm like it is it is one of the best shows ever made so Uh, okay. All right. Well, we're coming up on our, uh, run time here anyways, even if we didn't have a table topic for the week. So, uh, sorry for those of you who were tuning in for that. Uh, unfortunately, Chris bailed on us and we didn't know what to do, but, uh, I had a fun time chatting <laughs> with you. We would definitely have you on again sometime.
2: Yeah. If yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. If you're, if you're up for it. So, you know, and, uh, for those of you viewing at home, uh, remember every Friday night, uh, bring that bell and you'll get a notification on YouTube when we're, uh, live which is every friday right about 9:30. we were a little bit late today and that will happen sometimes because life and internet and stuff uh but as always <laughs> yeah. i'm your glorious host spamo man you can find me at spammo man O spam on the twitter uh you can find me on tgpzgaming.com as well where you can also find seamus's new articles hashtag shameless plug um uh yeah, it's a it's a just a great website in general. I like what they're doing with it because uh, uh, it's it's primarily like a, a one stop shop for all of your crazy gaming related merchandise from all around the web. Uh, that is compiled into one place that you can easily just search all sorts of wacky shit and be like, okay, I want to look at collectibles or mugs or or you know. Apparel stuff like that, and it's it's a really cool website in general. And also, we got the blog there. Uh, my latest article is up there, which is about Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. It was a really awesome game. Uh, you should check that out. And if you're not totally interested, check out my thoughts and then see what you think. Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. Um, and of course, our uh, I this is the part where I usually say, and I was joined by my co-host, but Chris fucking bailed on us, that bastard. his lousy internet, but yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> apparently technical difficulties can happen sometimes. I'm not that worried about it. So Chris will hopefully be back again eventually. Uh, mm-hmm. and we've had our special guest Seamus.
2: You can uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Seamus. <clears throat> and on YouTube as uh, Seamus the Kilted Gamer. And I'm on fanfiction.net under the same name, Seamus the Kilted Gamer.
0: Cool. Uh, what kind of fanfiction oh, do you
2: do? Uh, Zelda. Um, I've, I've written two Zelda stories, and I'm cooking up an Octopath Traveler uh, story. I, mean,
0: I would be not interested in that, actually. Octopath Traveler is... One of my yeah. favorite, like literally fucking top three games here. I'm gonna show off here. Hold on, hold on. I got my fucking Wayfarer edition here, right? The oh, wow on my shelf. I love this thing. This is nice. my favorite collector's edition I have ever bought. I fucking love it. Um, one of the, I, I actually like legitimately display a couple of different things from this on my shelf all the time. Nice. A, like the nice. fucking cloth map here is is one of the coolest things that came in that and I keep uh the there's a coin in here that I keep in my uh dice with my when I play D&D so I always got that for a if you need a two-sided die heads is 1 and tails is 2 so uh I I use that regularly <laughs> Uh, or just if you need, sometimes it comes up if you're playing D and D, you need a coin flip or something. So, yeah, um, I am very excited about. Uh, so let me know about that on, uh, when you get that Octopath Traveler around because this is uh, seriously okay. like top three game for me. I keep flip flopping lately since I played Final Fantasy VII Remake and uh, Hellblade actually, which I was talking about a second ago. Uh, the, kind of those three rotate between my top two, three, four and breath of the wild. So, so those are kind of my, my, my number one is always going to be Ocarina of time. I'm pretty sure. And then those four just (laughs) kind of float about, depending on like what I've been playing lately and what I'm, you know, sometimes I'm just like in a mood that I'm just like, no, I need this now. So yeah, but absolutely. (laughs) How, how
2: How many hours have you put into Octopath Traveler?
0: Um, a little over a hundred, cause a large. Ma- hey, Chris is back! Holy shit! All right. Oh. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. Is uh, yeah. Let me alter the Discord input here I've... so that we can all see you. There we go.
1: Hello. I spent the last uh, hour on the phone with Comcast trying to get them to fix the
0: internet. Those bastards. You're still breaking up a little bit there,
1: but, uh... Yeah, there's an issue with our lines.
0: Hmm. Well, that's, a uh, that's awkward timing for this. Uh, so, Chris, as long as we got you back on here, you can shamelessly plug yourself, because we're already in that part of the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys made it through it pretty fast.
0: Uh, yeah, it was a little faster because we didn't, like, I, I wasn't sure, I didn't pick a table topic, and I was like, I can't pick a table topic, I'm playing Tembo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, hi? no table topic this week, but, uh, yeah.
1: Hi, I'm Chris, all that coke. All at coke. Uh, you can find my writings on DriveThruRPG and on H.I.O. under Five Cataclysms. I wrote the... Uh, Adventure
0: House of Flowers so he said he wrote the Adventure House of Flowers now he's breaking up again so I'm not totally sure what else he said but you can check him out on DriveThruRPG um, if you're interested in some kind of OD&D sort of style games uh, and some adventures as well uh, he's also got his co-author uh, who you can find, so look up, uh, Five Cataclysms, and you can find their, uh, uh, is, is the name of their tabletop RPG system that they've co-created, basically. Uh, it's, it's similar to OD&D, uh, so, real high lethality, um, and kind of, but, but rewards clever knowledge of shit, so, so it's, it's, it's a bit hit and miss with me, but a lot of people really dig it. So if, if you know what I'm talking about, if you really dig that particular, or if you're just interested, then it, it is still a solidly made RPG system. And I, I totally respect it, even though it's not exactly my my number one go-to. So, Chris, are you still there? He might have even disappeared again. I'm not sure. He started breaking up there for a little bit. So,
2: It looks like he's... Still here. I see his name on the uh, in the list. Yeah, I
0: still but... see it in the his icon in the Discord. But yeah, not sure if he's actually connected. It's it's hard to tell because, like, if he disconnects, then how long does it take for Discord to realize? I don't
1: know. Ah, so. uh,
0: okay. I'm not totally sure because this doesn't happen all the time. But apparently, Comcast done fucked up. <laughs> so don't I, get have Comcast Comcast down too, I have Comcast too, and I've my share Yeah. Actually, I've had Comcast Internet like forever and and I barely ever have any major problems with it. So uh, especially now that I got a I got a new router and it's got uh, five uh, megabit Internet speed for uh, connected devices, which is just like, oh, my God, now I can actually like fucking stream Halo on my phone on the Game Pass thing. On my home Wi-Fi, which is is just insane. It's so cool that I can just fucking stream Halo. You know, it's it's awesome, and and other games than that too. There's there's a ton of things on this. But anyway, I I won't brag about that too much. But uh, yeah, go check out Seamus. He talks about Octopath Traveler. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, there, there's
2: there's one wanna, one more I thing. Can... Go ahead. Go ahead. One, uh, one thing before uh, before we end it off and let go, <clears throat> uh, if you if you didn't if you didn't already know, um, the Scottish Gaelic word or term for whiskey is uisge beatha. Ushka meaning water, and uisge is literally translated as water of life. Mm-hmm.
0: I did know. That. The more you know. Yeah, it's a. You did. Yeah, um, yeah, being. It's, it's it's funny because I, like, literally when we started following each other on Twitter, I was just like, wait, hold on. Is this guy me? He's, like, Scottish. He's a gamer. He's oh a- totally into Scottish culture. Just, like, just in the in the Discord the other day, you were just, like, posted, you know, a, a video from a, a good Scottish band that I listen to all the time. Uh, who is it? Was it Clown and and Drama, drama. Yep. or... Yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, I totally dig them. I, I found them out once because somebody linked me a video of them doing the gale, which is a totally weird, different version that like nobody does the gale like they do. Cause they they actually like if you if you look at it, they what they did actually is they kind of hold different notes in different areas to translate it from a six eight to a four four, which is just a weird decision to make, but for wow. what, for how they do it, it's super badass. I, I, I totally dig it. And as a bagpiper, it took me a second to ju- I was just like, hold on. That's not how that tune sounds, but it, it fucking rocks the way they do it though. So it's like, okay. I'll take it. All right. Uh, I, I played it that way. Uh, cause, uh, somebody somehow it was coming up in my, in my pipe band one time that it was super weird that it was, uh, uh not a 4/4 or something and cuz uh, cuz it's actually a very cleverly written tune uh if you go look up the gale uh there's actually one part that is written in 4 and one part that's written in 6 and they mesh up correctly so that uh if you play the 4/4 and the 6/8 at the same time it syncs up to make it sound correct even though technically one part is played in 4/4 and one player is played in 6/8 and and so somebody asked like what if you actually translated it to both parts four four and I'm like, oh I hate it. I've heard a band that does that and I played it for him and, and uh one of the other pipers was just like this is like a weird abomination. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. You can't do it like that. I'm like, I just did. <laughs> so Yeah. Also, if you're interested in bagpipes, actually, just yesterday, I did another bagpipe video on the channel, which I don't do all the time, but every now and then, I know that I have a handful of followers who follow for bagpipe videos, so on the channel, I put up a cover of the theme song from The Mandalorian, Uh, because my brother was like, hey, can you play this on bagpipes? And I was like, I don't know, but it sounds cool. So I'm going to try it. And you know, I got, I think I got a pretty well arranged version. It's not the best performed because I'm not very good at playing the tin whistle because I am a bagpiper, and not a tin whistle player. But
2: I saw, I saw that video. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I was like, you know what? For, for my YouTube, I'm not, I'm not high production quality. And, and like literally my tin whistle cost me a dollar. Don't begrudge me. <laughs> <laughs> I a- am yeah. here. Chris is here.
1: Not hey. quite alive and not quite dead. Chris,
0: not quite alive. I live in limbo. Yeah. Schrodinger's audit. Oh, dead.
1: My webcam won't work every We're time I try to upload video. Things, uh, <laughs> internet seems to break. And also time seems to break.
0: Everything just seems to... Go
1: fuzzy. At least I look around me.
0: Up now, so that's actually kind of nice.
1: Yeah. Well, my upload speed is something like zero point zero five megabits or something like that. So that's not very. Uh, yeah. Not not a lot. <laughs> I uh, look to my left and I look to my right and all I see is the void and it's closing on. And when this podcast ends, I'm probably. And I'm just going to stop existing because that's how bad the internet is right now. Yeah, Chris is. It's actually, yeah, it's actually crushing my existence. (laughs) So uh, I won't, I'll just return to the void until next week Uh, or whenever we have a podcast
0: again. Or whenever, in case I'll reappear. Hopefully, it won't take them a week to fix the internet, right? (laughs) Yeah, hopefully
1: not. (laughs) That'd be horrible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> then he, then you couldn't watch porn oh, wow. or whatever yeah, you with the internet. Terrible. I'm kidding. I know you watch porn. Everybody watches porn. That's that's what the well, internet yeah. is for, right? Yeah. Somebody did have. seen that battle. musical. Yeah. Avenue Q. Q. Yeah. I I almost did go and see that live. It was at uh, a dinner theater up in Boulder, and I was like. That sounds hilarious. I want tickets. And then I never actually got around to buying the tickets. And then I was like, hey, is that still happening? And it was like, oh, it happened last month. And I was like, fuck. Damn it. I wanted to see that. So It's too bad. But uh, Chris, what kind of beer are you drinking this week? (laughs) Have you drunk a Uh, lot of beer because of what shit's going on?
1: (laughs) uh, I drink peanut butter graham cracker porter. Uh, I was not drinking because I was already just like busting a vein furious and i didn't but i was mostly yelling at the automated system because you know mm. you don't you don't want to yell at like the people on the phone because lots of people do that and it's yeah. shitty yeah who 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 yells at people on the phone huh like dicks. call center people yeah, yeah dicks
0: i try to be good to them because it's like you know it's probably you know I feel like that's probably a, a tricky job to do just to deal with how many fucking morons you get. Right. <laughs> like, you know, if you've seen the it crowd, you know, you know, that's not very satirical. That's literally, yeah. Just what happened. Hi, have you tried pl- it's, turning it off and on again? <laughs> that, that's much is like 80% of fixes in their departments.
1: The most impressive thing about it was probably that I got to say, yes, I already tried turning it off and on again, <laughs> and it, it's still not, it's actually worked worse now.
0: So. Right, and they're like, oh my god, he actually tried turning it off and on again before he called us? This guy's a fucking tech expert. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that brings us to the final segment of the podcast where we just talk about inane bullshit until somebody says something ridiculously awkward, and then I cut off the podcast. So, uh, Oh, I thought we were already in the inane bullshit segment I mean, of the we podcast. I we were, but I hadn't introduced it yet, so I felt like it was necessary to introduce it just in case.
2: So now it's official.
0: Yeah, now it's official, because technically we were still in the part where we you know, plug our shit, except for... You know, we kind of drifted into inane bullshit, but I didn't introduce it as inane bullshit. So for, for any first-time viewers, which would include maybe potentially two of our current concurrent viewers, which thank you for joining us at the very end of the podcast, people. Uh, although I think one of those is Seamus because he had to tune in because he wasn't seeing my stream in Discord.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the, uh, the other one of those is me. God
0: damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what whatever it's fine I'm not not worried about it somebody will watch the entire thing on the replay
1: maybe possible
0: yeah so uh, Chris what you been playing lately
1: Uh, let's see we we did
0: skip the what you playing segment which I I forget sometimes especially when I'm not paying attention because I'm streaming Tembo also, I've been
1: playing uh, Synthetic. Hmm. Okay. I think I talked about Synthetic before. I don't remember That's, it, uh, what you I mean. It's kind mean of I mean? like a top-down roguelike uh, shooter. Hmm. Almost a twin-stick shooter, except oh. you have 360-degree vision. Okay. Uh, very mechanically in-depth. Uh, and also very good. It's one of the most fun roguelikes I've played in a while. I'd put it, like, on par with Enter the Gungeon, which, uh, if you listen to the podcast at all,
0: yeah, you know, uh, in the year of 2019... <laughs> Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. yeah. One of these days, that's one of those that I've meant to get around to, but I haven't.
1: Well, if it's all the same to you, I may play that on one of our future streams here.
0: That would be good. That would be a good and, uh, stream game. Yeah. I think I might do Tembo the Badass Elephant again sometime, but, uh, yeah, because cause this was actually a surprisingly fun little weird action platformer thing. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with how good this is. <clears throat> Um, yeah, uh, lately I haven't been playing too much Out of the Ordinary, except I did download Burnout Paradise on Game Pass, uh, which I think I played the original release of, this is the remastered version, so, I, but I, I'm not sure, because I have played, like, a bunch of Burnout games way back in the day, and I don't remember which one is which, and, like, none of this really feels familiar, as far as, uh, the certain parts feel familiar but I'm not sure if they feel familiar because I played this game or because I've just played the burnout franchise in general so it's it's super weird cuz I like I swear I played this game but as I'm booting it up I'm just like I don't remember any of this <laughs> so that's it's kind of weird um but uh yeah it's it's pretty cool cuz it's got like a big ass open world to just drive around in and it's nice because I haven't played a racing game that felt this fast in a long time. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really digging that. Because the last racing game I tried on Game Pass, I tried Forza Horizon 4. And that was like, it was okay. Um, it, it felt a little too technical of a racing game. It wasn't as wacky or over the top as Burnout. So I was like, yeah, I don't know, not for me. And uh, I I played another one that just felt really slow, and now I'm trying to remember what it was. I talked about it on some podcast 8 or 12 weeks ago, so go check out whatever the podcast that was, and you'll hear my opinions on whatever game that was. But, yeah, um, but it it just feels really good to go this fast for the first time in a long time, because I haven't played much racing games outside of Mario Kart in, like, a long-ass time.
2: Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Shame Last what you one I recall game. others. Are, uh I've been working with a couple games actually. I'm playing Resident Evil Zero um mm-hmm. at night. Um that game's fun. I, I, I love that game, but there are no freaking inventory boxes to store in my inventory and I hate having to choose what items to leave behind and uh-huh. oh it's It's annoying. I know you haven't played Resident Evil, but you're going to experience, you're going to experience the joy of that soon. (laughs) I've had
0: similar problems in that because I I know what you're talking about and because that reminds me specifically of Diablo 2 where you had a lot of that kind of inventory management thing where like, because like in general you have like your equipment doesn't count as part of your inventory page, right? And then, but like depending on the situation you keep a lot of extra gear on hand in that game especially when you get into the late game where you're just like half of your inventory page is just shit that you carry all the time in case you run into something that your normal gear set won't work with and then like through the through the game you're just like oh here's loot this is really good and I'll I'll pick that up and I'll pick this up and I'll and, but then you know like a few monsters into the encounter You're like, okay, now my loot page is full. And so, like, a large portion of the game ends up being, like, discarding loot and trying to figure out what gets you more gold per item slot in your inventory, basically. You're just like, Mm -hmm. is this worth the six squares that it takes? Because, you know... in the the sort of grid system that its inventory system uses. Sometimes that'll be worth it, and sometimes it'll be like, oh no, I could carry these four magic rings instead of this sword, and that'd be more total gold worth or something. But sometimes I felt like I was just staring at it doing math for way too long, (laughs) and I'm just like, I don't want to do math, I want to kill demons! Damn it! Why am I not playing Doom? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I love about Doom. It fucks the math and it just is like, here, this is demons, shoot them. I too
1: also want to fuck math.
0: Yeah. Fuck math. That's the best game <laughs> ever. I would play that. Fuck him in the math. Right in the math.